Welcome to the Get Shift Done podcast. You're here with me, Alex Hughes, entrepreneur and founder of Shifties. In this series, we've been celebrating some of the Shifties members' success stories, how they got here, what they're up to. Um, there are a lot of themes around COVID, um, how they've adapted and how they've come through that. And today, uh, we have a really, really um, special episode for you. We have Ian McLaughlin from Floored by Ian, great name. Um, and Dee Douche from Mrs. D's Donuts. And uh, what an amazing story um, they both have. Both of them have been through ups and downs and here and there. And um, they're, they're here even still with all of that they've got going on in their lives. They're still here supporting the community, getting involved in initiatives. And um, well, their businesses have, have paid dividends as a result of exactly that. So I'm gonna dive straight in, we're gonna start with Ian. And um, yeah, if you are looking to connect, learn and grow with other business owners, um, come on in, join Shifties, it's completely free and uh, we're here if you need us. Let's get into, well, would you like to just give us uh, your um, intro, just who, who Ian is and what Floor by Ian is? We'll get into how you got into business and some of the other bits in a minute, but if you could just give us a, a brief intro. Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously I've got a small uh, family-run carpet and flooring shop. Uh, my son's my head fitter and my daughter, although she's on maternity leave at the moment, she um, manages the shop for me. Uh, and then there's me, uh, a bit like Alex earlier on, I like to call myself the oil in the machine, although my son calls me the floater. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's not very complimentary, but there you go. Um, yeah, we do all sorts of different types of flooring, um, but we also like to think that we give out the right advice, whether we get the job or not, we will always give people the correct advice. Nice. Nice. And, and how long have you been, uh, how long have you been, because you've got a shop in St. Neers, right? Yeah, yeah, I've got a shop on the Market Square, that's been open three and a half years, the actual company's been going since 2008. Um, started out of the back of my van, like a lot of tradespeople, and then got into a small, couple of small units and slowly progressed to, well, I say progressed, you know, some people might dispute that, but to where I am today. <laughs> so, okay, fine. Well, let's, let's dive into it, uh, Ian. So, yeah. you know, how did you, could you give us the, give us the, the medium length story? Um, on yeah. how you got into how you got into floor fitting, how you got in, how you then decided that that was a business, and and obviously you've built that all around your family. It's, it's quite a story there. So could you share that with us? Yeah, no problem. Um, basically, right from an early age, I knew I wanted to do something with my hands. Um, academically, if you got a book in front of me and told me to write down an essay or something like that, I was like, oh, really. But I've always loved doing stuff with my hands. So uh, straight from school, I went and looked for um, an apprenticeship. I was originally looking for a carpentry apprenticeship. Um, but one came up for carpet fitting, and I kind of thought, sounds similar to start off with. <laughs> yes. so went into that and never really looked back. I did uh, 12 years with the company that I started off with. Um, they had a uh, subcontract fitter in, who's getting all the cream of the jobs, earning double what I was earning. 
So I suddenly thought to myself, well, you know, who's the mug here? I've been 12 years getting their reputation up and, uh, you know, earning half the money somebody else is on. I think I'm going to have a slice of that. So I turned around and uh, went self-employed and uh, slowly but surely built up my uh, client base, went around a few of the rental agencies, put my name out and about, um, just generally to start off with, went here, there and everywhere, just saying, do you know what, I can do this for you. you know, most of the people I never heard from again, but you know, just do it again a little bit later until people get fed up with hearing from you. And they think, do you know what, it's not going away, we'll give them a shout. And uh, yeah, today I've got several rental agencies that we do stuff for, you know, and uh, it's good having that bread and butter, you know, that pays your wages and stuff every month. Um, just, just generally keep things ticking along. Um, you're, you're, so you're, you're a salesman, right? like Ian, Ian is yeah. like, he won't, he won't say it, but that you're, you're, a, although you're an amazing carpet fitter and that's, that's what you specialize in, but you're a bloody good salesman. Yeah, I mean, jack of all trades, really. Um, I tend, I think, I don't necessarily think I could sell anything, but I know my own product, and that is a big thing. You know, anybody, um, if you're getting into business, research your own product. Know everything there is to know about your product, because uh, people will soon find out if you've got a weakness in your armour, and they, you know, just makes you sound amateur. If you can sound professional and say, right, you should have this because this is waterproof, you know, in a kitchen, you don't want wood because it will swell up with the stains and stuff like that. You want a waterproof product and really know what you're talking about and people will trust you then. Nice. Nice. Great. Great point. So how do you then go from, so, I mean, this is some, some big transition, you know, you've, you kind of got used to being out in the van on your own and you've got this, like, yeah. you've got, you've kind of, you've got the bug at this point for the freedom and you can see then, did you know at that stage, right, I want to have my own shop. I want to employ people. I want to take apprentices on. I want to scale my business. Was that, that was that always in the pipeline or was, you know, how did that come about? It wasn't always in the pipeline. Um, it was, I did for years and years on my own. Um, and then I thought to myself, well, you know, certain things are a struggle, you know, getting big lumps of carpet upstairs and stuff. So I took on an apprentice. Um, that, you know, I've had three apprentices now to varying different um, degrees of success. Um, but the best point I sort of decided to go for it big time was uh, when my son came to school leaving age uh, and I took Harry on with me he'd always done bits and pieces but when um, he came on board I kind of thought right well I'm trying to build a future more for him than me um, you know it became then a family business when we opened the shop my daughter came on board to try and uh, helped me out with the uh, sales side and paperwork side in there. Because uh, like I said earlier, I just don't enjoy the paperwork side of things. <laughs> but yeah, so it really did, um, you know, we, we, in the first year of having the shop, we had to do nine different um, business plans because we grew that quick that 
everyone was just a month or so later was just outgrown. So, but you know, it was a steep learning curve, and uh, I think you have to have the right people around you to sort of help you do that. Nice. Nice. Well, you've seen, and, and, and it's been amazing to watch your journey unfold, uh, Ian. I mean, we, we met back in, uh, back in the day, uh, a bit mm -hmm. like Russ, you know, we were the naughty yeah. corner over in this, this, this said networking group. I don't want to, I don't want to mention names because we might get in trouble at some point. Um, but you know, we, you know, that's how we met. And, and again, you out there networking, selling your services, selling, selling, yeah, well, selling these amazing jokes that you uh, seem to crack out every week without fail. Well, I've got a few in the old uh, bank now here. So, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's part of my personality. I think if you can make people feel at ease with you and not nervy, um, then they're a lot easier to sort of get on board and sell you stuff too. Uh, people yeah. feel relaxed and comfortable with you, especially if you're going into their home. You know, you have to make them feel like you're not going to turn them over and stuff like that. It's uh, just important that they feel at home in their own home with you there. Yeah, well, that's the thing because you're going you're going into people's homes, right? Like that's that's yeah. very vulnerable. You've got to have that relationship with a client. It's so important. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, some some of the people we get. Are, elderly ladies you know living on their own and uh yeah they just need someone they can feel confident that's going to come into their home and not be looking through the blooming drawers to find their little pot of cash you know yeah. we go bend over backwards for them when we move furniture for them and everything else because bless them they can't do it you know not all of them have got family that live nearby yeah you know, their family lives 50, 60 miles away, they're very unlikely that they're going to come and help them clear out their bedroom wardrobes and stuff to move stuff around. Although we don't clear the wardrobe out, we take them out of the room. We don't like going through their clothes, you know. You never know what you might find in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so then ne next question for you, Ian, is is how did you so how did you find shifties which is a bit of a weird one because a bit like russ you were kind of here from the start yeah i think well we kind of got into the um said sort of networking groups and uh yeah we were just it's just one of those things when you said you're doing these things and we started off with a little group of 10 or 12 people doing these things it was yeah just one of those things i knew i had to get involved with because um, even when I opened the shop, if it hadn't been for doing the network wow. thing, I got so much help from people like Russ with the design work for getting the shop open. I didn't have time to sit there and plan advertising strategies and all that sort of thing. And yeah, as soon as you get involved with people like that, you know, are good, good at what they do and help you enormously to get where you want to be. Then that was why I had to just do the shifties thing as well because it was all the people that I knew that I could work closely with with absolutely no pressure on me to do absolutely anything other than just joining if I could. Yeah, you know, it's just that was just great for me. Has that been has that been the difference for you? Because obviously you've you've like like myself, you've been around for a while and and you've you've tried a lot of the local stuff going on. 
but it, it was it was the the lack of pressure that that you that you appealed to because you're up and down your business is as what do we say about the month of jays jays are normally bad although after lockdown it was stupidly busy but yeah, oh, yeah. january january june and july are normally our quiet months um but it hasn't worked out that way this year obviously oh. um like you were saying all the other trades have just gone silly busy because everybody's been sat at home for 12 weeks decorating and stuff so it's been good from that point of view but you know it's it's great the shift this thing for you know the things that you've been doing with cam everyone's got stuff out of that and you know it's all for nothing you know why wouldn't you get valuable advice um for nothing it, it's you know there's no pressure on anybody to do anything other than you know if somebody was to say oh i've got a question on flooring then come to me i've given the advice you know like same as other people that have got other trades or jobs we're all there to try and help one another to grow and that, that's the best bit of it is the mutual sort of help that goes on yeah absolutely mate and 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 i know so um i know once we get back out of this lockdown um you're dead keen to start doing more trade focused um networking events within and in and around shifty yeah. obviously we had the pie and yeah. pint events that we were running before lockdown um you're looking forward to getting why is it why is it important i think it's a good question to kind of nearly finish on but why why is it important that trades network together not just you know one fitter one plumber why is it important to to kind of collaborate and and talk to other trades in your industry well i just think you know the again there will be certain instances where somebody may have dealt with something that somebody else is unsure of and you can say oh hey mate could you give me a hand with this and i'll give you a hand with something else you know there's certain jobs where if you get really really busy where you can't actually cope with all the work that you've got on then somebody else may be a bit quiet and you could turn around and say well you know come on board give us a hand for a couple of weeks you know and it's it's never i've never ever found that another tradesman I've, i know all the other carpet fitters and i've never ever worried about what they're doing whether they're taking business off me um we all know each other instantly and you know i'm not going to win every every client that i go and see um i don't don't expect to uh, i try, try to work on about 75 percent conversion rate it's pretty good um, yeah i mean I, I always think if you start getting 90 percent, 95 percent of the things you're either a bloody good salesman or you're too cheap um and right, 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 right. Right. if you're going to get 50 percent of the quotes you go for you're either nobody likes you or you're probably too expensive so if you're getting around about 75 percent conversion rate i think that for me is my sweet spot nice well that mate is fantastic and it's absolutely amazing what you've done mate and we're so proud of you guys you you as a family have been through tremendous amount well i mean like i say i've got a great team um and i, I kind of the team i've got with the fitters joe in the shop everything they're all like my extended family um and i have been lucky 
in my recruitment. I have got some really good staff, and I think that would be probably one of the major things I'd say to anyone who is thinking of expanding their business. If you get the right person, then that is gold. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, will you be will you be trying to take advantage of the new apprenticeship schemes? I know you've had some challenges in the past with apprentices, but you seem to come out on. I mean, young Harry's a, a great advantage a, example yeah. of someone who goes to school, doesn't quite get the paperwork. I think you relate to him quite well. But you've, you've stuck yeah. by him, and and you know maybe you can share some of that. Yeah, I mean, when I um, took little Harry on, I took another lad on as well. Um, and the other lad I thought was going to be the better candidate. He seemed more motivated um, and just seemed to be on it all the time. Uh, I was proved wrong. Um, little Harry has, I say little Harry because he's smaller than my Harry, my son. Um, <laughs> and he has literally come on in leaps and bounds. Uh, he said right from the word go that he's not the most academic didn't come out of school with a lot of qualifications and stuff, but he has worked his socks off and he has been an absolute godsend to me. And he gets on really well with my son um, and we get nothing but positive feedback from the customers saying how great they are, um, which is what you want to hear. You know, you don't want to be waiting there on a Monday morning and the phone's ringing and you think, oh, no, dare I pick this up? Oh, it's all right then. <laughs> You know, and there's nothing worse than, you know, that feeling that I've had apprentices in the past and, yeah, they don't turn up for work on a Monday or something like that and you're always dreading it, but Harry's been no problem at all. And, uh, again, if you get the right apprentice and the right lad, it doesn't um, – they're worth their weight in gold. They don't have to – sit there and do go play to everyone's strengths because everyone has a strength you know not everyone's a student a star student but they will have their strength somewhere oh, that's amazing well what, what an amazing message to finish on as well well look ian it, it, uh, amazing mate it's great to uh it's great to have you as part of this community and um no and I've, I've always said it you'd have if it, if anything I've ever ever needed, I've, I know that I can call you at any time and you'll always be there for us. And that says a lot about you, as not just as a business owner, but as a friend. Yeah, well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? If we support each other generally, you know, not just in business, but in life in general, you know, makes the wavy seas not so wavy. Yeah, and I look forward to those three bottles of wine at the next end of month gathering. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm them out my hands. <laughs> well, cheers for jumping on Ian mate have a fantastic have a fantastic and, um, you, might, you might want to check out the comments it looks like you've got a couple of jobs in there too yeah, yeah. <laughs> great stuff cheers brilliant absolutely brilliant man I love that guy yeah good stuff yeah He's such, a, and he's got such an amazing he's built an entire business around his family and you know it takes a lot and no you you know what it's like now. You've yeah. you, you've got Nikki on board. It's you go through ups and downs, and you, but but because it's family, you've got to make it work. I think it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know, first first month of lockdown, he was there doing everything by himself. You know, cracked on, just put his head down and got stuck in. You know what I mean? And amazing. Yeah, no, he's done well. So who have we got next? We've got um, someone who has been in. Um, shifties for a little while hiding 
much like she's hiding in the wings right now. And um, at some point during lockdown, she just kind of bursts into life, and suddenly there's donuts everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. So I'm going to hand over to you, Cameron, and I'm going to ring yeah, this. Yep. And um, let's just get her in here, and let's see what she's got to say for herself. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah. How are we, how are we doing on this? Uh, what uh, what's today? Monday, Monday evening. It's Monday yeah. night live, Cam. <laughs> yeah, it's Monday I'm night. Night. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, really hot. It's scorching hot, even for an Asian like me. Oh. <laughs> I, I need a jumper. I'm, I'm I'm a bit chilly where I am. I, I might have to go inside in a second, but that's just because maybe because I'm soft. But yeah, um, but yeah. <laughs> but no. Well, thank you very much for um for jumping into the live. I know it was um very last minute. I see. I, I think as well. I think it was uh, earlier today. You may have been. Michael's um... fault. It's all Michael's fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, brilliant. So, um, yeah. so as always, we've got some questions to go through. So I know um, this this might be a long one because I know you've got some uh, previous business experience as well. So it's not something that is not just Mrs. D's Donuts. So um, how did you get into business? Give us the long story. Um, Give us the long yeah, story. the long story. We all want the long story. I, I, I think, um, see, I grew up in the Philippines. I'm originally from the Philippines. I, I met a guy who actually grew up here. Um, they're originally from London and they moved here, I think, I think when he was a, a toddler. So he's, he's basically from here. So we met in Southeast Asia and then, um, uh, yeah, and then we're here. So what I, I, I actually, apart from, just talking about Mrs. D tonight, I I really want to cover like how the, the the fall of Miss D and the rise of okay. Miss D. Yeah, no. So I, I business wise, I, I started really early in the Philippines. Uh, my mom's a businesswoman, so um, she's exposed at us at a very early age, and I was I was her wingman from okay. i think i think i've been going to the banks uh doing transactions for her as early as nine years old so wow. I, I yeah i i got exposed quite early so um yeah it's it's um we've we've had uh hardwares and stuff like that growing up uh so it, it, it's quite diversified my my experience with with business um mm -hmm. but um um I think professionally, I started with with my my idea of how to actually really run a business. Um, when I left the country uh, at a very young age, I went to Dubai um, to to work there to support my family. So uh, I I used to work for Apple in the Middle East, mm. and that's where I actually got trained management wise, marketing wise. So, you know, dealing with brands and stuff like that. And then I lost, quite interestingly, while listening to Ian, we're actually about the same because um, he said his business was born uh, in 2008, which was the time of recession. And I, I was actually the same. So it's interesting that we're also guests <laughs> at yeah, the same time. Because <laughs> uh, after I lost my job, um, I actually lost my job in 2009. Um, uh, I said, 
there's no point staying in Dubai. I'm going to go back and start my own business. And uh, that's how it all started for me. Uh, I went to culinary school because I didn't want a chef, anyone I hired at that point, because I wanted to open a restaurant. I didn't want them to like come up to me one day and say, that's it, I'm throwing you towels, I'm leaving yeah. you. And then I, I, I'd be like left with, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you, so you didn't I want said, to have to be dependent on someone else. That's, so that's right, great, yeah. yeah. So I said, before I launch um, the restaurant, I had a concept and all that. I said, I'm, I want to go and figure this out. So I went to culinary school for a 10-month um, certificate. So I did that. And then, and then after that, um, uh, went to Thailand for to to further my studies in international cuisine, and that's where I met my boyfriend, now husband. And then I went back to the Philippines and launched launched my first restaurant, and it got really viral uh, in my hometown. And um, that's where the story, all this story began because so they convinced uh, the, 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 the big supermarkets, big malls sort of convinced me to open, invest with their shopping centers. So that's, yeah, and that was the biggest mistake of my life <laughs> so far, so far. <laughs> yeah, so after, so I had two restaurants before I opened with this, the shopping center and they, they're going really well and all that. And then after I opened with the shopping center, that's when uh, the overhead is there. So whatever other things I was doing, whatever I was making, it was just to fund the yeah. the, the shopping center. Rent, yeah. The, yeah, the rent and all that overhead. So at that point, I had like 30 employees um, uh, across all the businesses. Yeah. And I was, yeah, it got to, I thought I was really clever. <laughs> Apparently not finance-wise. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, so it's all like Ian said, I agree as well. Everything is an opportunity to learn. So so yeah, that's that's and then um and then I had to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to cut my losses. So in 2014, that's when I decided to um you know what? I'm going to have to cut my losses and shut down the businesses and it was a really, really dark time in my life. Imagine, uh, imagine. Yeah. Um, in, in the shopping center, my, my boyfriend then, who's my husband now, also um, infused a little bit of um, capital for me. So when, okay. I shut down, when I shut down the restaurant, um, that was my fear that, oh, it's going to affect us. So it was a lot of things, a lot of things. Of course, um, of course. It's not just, it's not just losing what, you've put your life savings to it's also mm-hmm. losing someone else's money and then you know what's going to happen with with I've, I've got a daughter so what's going to happen with my daughter's future and all that and so it was a lot of things it was a very dark time and at that point my husband said you know what everyone because my I, I come from a family my dad was a politician so okay. um so everyone sort of like knew who you were and so that's when my husband decided right we need to take you somewhere where you can just you know 
pull your you. sleeves up and just get to work, you know, and yeah. no one will know what you're doing and you just figure yourself out again. So, and so, yeah, that's, that's sort of like the journey. And yeah. um, so I, I've, I've always, I, I, I agreed to speak to um, Shifties tonight um, for that reason that I wanted to really encourage anyone. You could be, you could be who's, who's tuned in right now. You could be someone who's still like sort of pondering what business to get into. You've just lost your job. You've been made redundant and all that. Um, maybe you're looking to start something, work for yourself, or maybe you're working for yourself now and struggling to make it work. I guess, um, yeah, just put yourself out there, and um, I hope that um, you know, with with uh, um, um, portions like this in 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 the Shifties mm -hmm. program, that you find you know, you you don't lose heart and you don't lose sight Absolutely. of things. Yeah. So so this is actually really great. I'm I'm really happy that. Um, you know, you lot at Shifties and Shipment have decided to come up with something like this, and I really, really personally yeah. support it. Because, um, yeah, when when you were asking um, Ian earlier that uh, you know how to find Shifties and all that, just at the back of my head, I actually sought you guys. I really, when I moved here, um, that was February of twenty seventeen. I was mm -hmm. really, really hungry for a group because I can't talk to my husband about what I've never really talked to anyone yeah. about my failure. You know, you don't want to, you don't really want to highlight these things, you know, um, you've been, it's sort of like you've been measured and you've been found, you know, you failed sort of thing at that point. But, but you also tried. You know, don't let's not let's not lose sight of that as well. Yeah, I understand yeah. you, you know what I mean. So Yeah, you know, but when you're when you're there, you you we obviously you keep trying, you keep kicking, yeah. you keep swimming, you know, and then you don't know what you're doing. You you're yeah. just trying to, you know, keep things keep your head above water. Um, but uh it's hard to 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 you know to reach out to family and all that and you know that they're also worried about you. And so yeah, when I moved here, I, I actually really sought a group that would, you know, you know what they say, um, for for something to be your tribe, it needs to be the right vibe. So yeah, I I, be, before before mm -hmm. I found Shifties, I, I I you know, I went to other groups and all that and the, everyone was so nice, but it, it had to be the right vibe, you know. So yeah, I was really happy when finally I found Shifties. Um, uh, I attended the first um, event, and yeah, um, from then on, I was like, uh, "This is really good. This is really, really good." But I, I, I joined Shifties with um, with a, a digital marketing business actually initially. Okay. Because, yeah, after after when I moved here, that's what I was trying to do. I was mm -hmm. I got into you know learning business models and all that and then I I I got into working for an Australian company as a digital marketer and so I said when I moved to England that's something I can do I can do it from you know from anywhere. anywhere but yeah and I thought I really thought I was good at it 
because you know I I'm 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 a bit geeky when I like things. I like to study them. I like to know how they they work. So I thought it was really good, but I've always found it a bit um um a bit hard sell. You know yeah. that like I always have to convince because I wanted to niche with small yeah. to, small to medium business owners. And obviously, these are the people who are really hustling. And so they they watch what they spend. So, And I found it a struggle to always have to convince someone that, do you know what, you actually really need this? You know, but it, it was a hard sell for me. And um, yeah, I'm a proud woman. So it wasn't the right business. <laughs> it wasn't the right business for me because I'm like, you don't think you need me? Right, I'm off. <laughs> Obviously, it shouldn't be that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, and then, but I never stopped there. I knew it wasn't the right fit. I just kept searching and searching for what will feel right. Yep. And I guess, yeah, that's something all business, like you would know, Alex, you yeah. can, you would know, yep. you deal with a lot of business people. I guess until something feels right, and it's sort of like, you know, it feels right when everything sort of like opens its doors for you. And, um, you know, as you hustle, obviously, things just don't open. <laughs> you have to hustle your way to, you know, to doors being open for you. So, yeah, it's it, uh, when 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 the pen, when the lockdown actually started um, before a day before the lockdown. Uh, a company actually in Canary Wharf wanted to hire me, and then really? the lockdown. Yeah, it was um, it was for a project management. I have to manage some people, and um, it's 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 a it's a, a recruitment company. Yep. Um, which also sort of like deals with web designers and uh, digital yep, marketers and stuff. Techie, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it was a bit techy, but I I felt like you know I'm going to. I'll be going to Canary Wharf every, you know, every here in every week, and and so I thought that was really, yeah, maybe this is the right fit. And then lockdown happened, and then, you know, um, I'm I'm quite lucky because as I was as as in the process of me finding things out, you know, as a businesswoman. Maybe this will work. Maybe that will work. I have a husband who's got a really good um, income. And so, you know, whilst I find my way. Found yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he looks after us, you know, and I'm really mm -hmm. grateful for that. But um, when the lockdown happened, he, he the oil, because my husband's in the oil and gas, um, he sort of like really panicked as everyone was, you know, yeah. um, panicking at that time. And the oil just went overnight down. And so he's like, he, he had a word with me. He said, um, right, um, I might lose my job. And then uh, if, if it comes down to it, we're gonna have to work to the supermarket and, you know, stock shelves and, yeah. you know, whatever it takes to make ends meet. And I'm like, and obviously, with the way he pays his, himself, um, he's not, he can't get anything from the yep. government Hello schemes. Or anything like that, yep. Yeah. And so at that time, we were all like, oh, what's going to happen with us? 
But at the back of my head, I, I did. I said to him, yes, we will do that, whatever it takes. But at the back of my head, no, 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 I can't go back to being an employee. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and so that night, the, that was like there were sleepless nights after that. I need to find something. I need to find something I can come up with and sell, you know. And there were a couple of ideas before that. And then I said, you know what, um, I've always wanted to perfect donuts. Um, it was good enough what I was making, but I need to nail this now and maybe I'll sell them. So yeah. I was just making donuts every day, making donuts, giving it away to friends to cheer them up with a lockdown. And then a friend of mine said, right, someone from Adam Brooks actually reached out to us. They need lip balms and stuff like that. My friend Claire of um, Utility, um, she came to me and said, um, do you want to send donations? And I said, I don't want to spend at this point. Um, can you ask them? I'm making donuts every day. I can send them 60 donuts if they want to. Yeah. Uh, you can send your lip balms and we'll send donuts. What a treat. So just find out if they're okay with, you know, receiving food. And um, yeah, we'll take it from there. And they said, yeah, they were really excited. And so I made donuts. I think we sent 60 if I'm not mistaken, 50, 60 donuts. That very evening that we delivered them, um, that day that we delivered the donuts, night evening, I got a message that someone wants to order. Well. And yeah, and the next day, some there were like four of them who's asking, where did you get those donuts? So, ding! Yeah. yeah, that's why I said, you know what? Yeah, maybe it's something I can look at maybe yeah and that's and then I said um I think what really worked and maybe it's something I'm still I'm not sure um if if it's really that but I my theory was it actually marketing wise it sort of like really worked because the first two two three weeks of Mrs. Donuts no one can buy them yeah I was just gifting them to um to the key workers donate donuts so i launched donate donuts and i just asked family and friends if you can donate for me to buy um ingredients and make these donuts mm -hmm. and i'm gonna gift it we're gonna gift it to um to um key the key workers yeah and i'd like to shout out to all my friends and my family yeah. who's tuned in right now thank you for your yeah. support <laughs> and donations uh, yeah um uh yeah and so i think that sort of created some sort of demand because they can't have it yeah it, 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 it was a privilege that, to that's, have an it. Under, that's an understatement you created yeah. like you, this is this is like pent up oversubscribed demand exactly. <laughs> so i think i i think that's that's why it's sort of i credit it to that um i i, I personally think you know people say the donuts, oh the the donuts are pretty good too yeah it, well yeah <laughs> uh, thank you very much um uh uh i i sh i science the shift i said shift the uh, 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 <laughs> uh. I science the shift out of it. So um, yeah, I, I really I really like like I said, I'm I'm quite geeky. So when I'm I, I have something in my hands, I need to like, you know, perfect yeah. it in, in in my own version. So do you know yeah, do, you know how, do you know how many you actually end up giving out during the, the process? 
Yeah, it was tally? over. Yes, it was over eight hundred donuts. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, well done. So, yeah, I mean that's that's amazing. You know, um, as you say, and then each one of those eight hundred people have gone home and, and and told people about it because you know they're like, yeah. well, well, I was just doing my job and I got this fantastic treat and you know it, was, yeah. it tasted delicious. One of the best donuts I've ever had and. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said, no yeah. one should buy it. It's like, I want to buy something. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. So, so um, yeah. I know that was, I even though when, when I'll be down at uh, Bohemia getting a coffee or whatever and uh, people will walk up and just say, uh, are, are there any donuts left? And they'll go, oh, no, sorry, we're sold out or, or there's, there's only two left. And they're like, I'll have them all. I'll have them all. Or, or there's like, oh, they're so upset when they've run out. And stuff. It's, just, it's, it's, it's um, this amazing. Yeah, it's gone really well. It's gone really well, and I'm really happy. But um, also for someone, I think my takeaway from the last, well, we're three months now, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Tis, uh, on the, our, well, going fourth month now, but we're three months old. And I think my takeaway from the the three months of you know just working it out um i think it was it was a combination of online and offline marketing so mm -hmm. it was a lot of not just i wasn't I, I wasn't just relying with you know um i'm gonna do facebook ads i'm gonna do google ads and stuff like that I combined all of them. Um, it wasn't because I'm clever. I think at that time I just it just worked out because everyone's at home, and but it was a combination of offline marketing, you know, tr um, making sure that people, you know, tried it, tasted it, and talked about it, and then and then just used that to my advantage. So yep. you know, we're all business owners. Um, most of us are um, tuned in right now. I think that that's my my main takeaway. That you know, for it's not enough. You have a website, you know, and it's not enough that um, you you throw a couple of hundred pounds a year or quarterly um, to promote your website. It doesn't end there. Um, uh, speak to the right people, I guess. I, I credit most of it, uh, my online success, I credit most of it for the, what, the last, I started digital marketing, studying it from 2014. I credit it, the success online, from everything I've learned, um, you know, just yep. studying digital marketing. So if you, at this stage, if you're in business and you're not very you're not you know very computer savvy internet savvy i suggest you speak to one and um you know maybe even if, if even if it's just um not hiring them fully just on consultancy basis to strategize what you how you can rebuild your business after a pandemic that's worth because um you know doing doing digital marketing after i lost my my restaurants um back home I I really started to have I thought you know marketers are like oh they're just BS a lot of BS and all that but no actually um uh is it, it what is it they say if you have a really good product and but you don't market it you don't strategize your you know market how you market it it's like winking at a um a really pretty uh, the most beautiful girl in the room 
but you're in the dark. So no, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's gold. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's they say. Great. So yeah, so I think um yeah, for business owners, that's my takeaway. And um I'm not saying I've half of the job is done. People are talking about Mrs. D now, but the hardest part is part of the job is just beginning yeah. how to scale it up, how and to sort of not I wouldn't say standardize, but how to make sure that I keep the quality, you know, at its best. Um and yeah, launching new products and all that. So so yeah, the um I I feel really honored for the opportunity oh. to talk about, you know, success. But yeah, no, success yeah. success is progressive. Uh we all know yeah. that as business owners. Um success is is the journey is, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it's long. <laughs> absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. So I, I think I think you've mentioned it more than once okay, uh, through your talk there, but if you had to sum it up in a couple of sentences, how has Shifties helped you? Um, yeah, it was it was like my therapy, you know. Um, <laughs> I like that. I, <laughs> it was my therapy because really I haven't, you don't talk about, you know, the, the darkest part of the failure with, with your mother-in-law, with no. your yeah with your you know with with someone because when i moved here everyone was new you know yeah, yeah obviously um which i'm really grateful for for uh, uh, uh the wives of my my husband friends um they really embraced me but then you don't you don't stray away you know you don't pop the prosecco and start talking about your failings <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um, you want to be, you know, cool, so you get invited for the next um, get-together. <laughs> but, oh, she's boring. She just yeah. talks about her, her problems. <laughs> no, you want to be, you know, you want to be funny and cool. And, um, yeah, so you don't – it's not something you just put out there. Um, so for for to have a venue and an opportunity yeah. to just mingle with people who knows exactly what you're going through, it was it was like – cheap affordable therapy you just order from bohemia yeah you just okay. order from bohemia or um <laughs> where else do we go exactly yeah can, um, can i just in, interject there cameron you said exactly the same thing i know ian sees yep. that i know he, he believes that too i think that's uh, I think it's the most amazing thing, and it's something that this is probably, I don't know if you both agree, but uh, we found this in this lockdown. We found this transparency or this authenticity um, within Shifties to be able to be, it's okay to not be okay, and it's also okay to, yeah. cele to celebrate your success because equally I was we're just going to that. I was just yeah. going to say that, Alex, well, well, you know, yeah, while it's hard to talk about failures as well, it's also hard to talk to about successes to um, people that aren't business owners as well. Otherwise, you yeah. just come across as bragging, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's right. Um, yeah. You know, absolutely. So, yeah, it is. It's, it's being able to have business conversations with business people who ultimately become your friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, what they say, um, uh, do not – this is this is from – Baz Lerman, do not do not congratulate yourself too much. Your choices yeah. are half chance, 
but don't mm -hmm. berate yourself either. <laughs> yeah. The um the journey is is long. The race is long. So. Well, that's that yeah. wonderful song. Well, the song, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's the that's right. That song. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, keep on keeping on and um. Exactly. Thank you. Well, Thanks yeah. so much. No, Thanks well, so thank much you. for this opportunity. And thank you, Shifties. Um, yeah, uh, I'm really, really happy that, you know, you started this. Um, it's a great opportunity for businesses to talk about themselves, their businesses, what they do. And so if I haven't yet, I make donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Where can you get them? <laughs> yes, we're Just available at Bohemia <laughs> from Tuesdays to Sunday. Uh, to, not, not yet, not yet, um, to Saturdays, but we'll be... Tuesdays to Sunday from September. And we'll be uh, looking forward to uh, uh, a wall of donuts at future, future events Event. for Ian to yes. enjoy with his three bottles of wine. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well done, Cam. Thank you, uh, Thank you. so much, Mrs. D. Thank you. You're wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you. In the last two weeks. There you have it. What an amazing episode. I'm so happy that um, Dee has found her way over to this country and is doing what she's doing. And, and Ian's such a pillar for this community. He's such a great guy. He does so much for charity and the local area. He's just, they're just great people. And that's what we want. That's, you know, if that's the heart of our business community, then we're in a good place. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Please do connect with them. Um, you'll find uh, Ian mainly on Facebook and you'll find Mrs. D over on Instagram um, they would appreciate a follow uh, check out what they're up to and uh, if you want to keep up with their journey then uh, they're the best place to find them when you hear stories like Ian's and D's it puts things in perspective you know you could be there you could be up there absolutely smashing it everything's going great and the whole thing could just be pulled from underneath you. One or two bad decisions, a bit of bad luck, everything changes. And, and it's something to, you know, gives you just that perspective in life. And um, I, I'm just so happy that and privileged I get to speak to these people and, and hear their backstories and get to know them because it gives me so much flavor and context into their lives. And, you know, that, that's a message that I can pass on into the next generation of entrepreneurs. And that's something that we're really passionate about doing. So we'll be back next week with more Shifty Success Stories. And if you're looking to connect, learn, and grow with other entrepreneurs, then jump on over shifties.co.uk, free to join, and we're here when you need us. <laughs>